Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this 13th edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2022-2023 school year, I visit with the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, and of course, that is Monmouth Sports Information Director, Nathan Beliva. Nathan will preview the winter sports seasons at Monmouth, look back on the Fighting Scots fall sports seasons, and talk a little about the beautiful game and the World Cup in soccer. arrival of the final calendar month of the year, that means that Monmouth College winter sports teams are in full gear. Basketball, swimming and diving, and track and field are all competing this year for the Fighting Scots. The person who is charged with telling the story about Monmouth College athletics and making sure that events run smoothly is Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. As the college's sports information director, Nathan oversees the college's athletics website, which is mamascots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. He also oversees athletic social media platforms. He edits and produces Scott Scoop. That's a weekly e-newsletter, which you can sign up to receive on mamascots.com. I highly recommend subscribing to that great publication. To make sure that every home athletics event runs smoothly, Nathan oversees a staff of nearly three dozen student workers. I started our conversation by asking Nathan to talk about the first Monmouth winter sports team to compete, the swim and dive team. Swimming is a, is a hybrid sport where you know it's, it gets going in uh, October and still goes through to February, one of the longest uh, seasons we have. There's some rather large breaks in there in competition. Uh, for example, they're going to swim this weekend in, in an event down at, at Principia in the St. Louis area, and then don't swim again until January 13th in competition. Um, had a couple-week break in October, um, and then they'll have another break coming up um, a- after the, the Knox meet and then leading into conference. So there's some breaks in there I know for for coach and for the swimmers that gives them an opportunity to measure themselves see where they where they've grown Uh, might also be a challenge when we're gone over some breaks like it is with with basketball or or with any of the other sports in the spring where we have a spring break or we have a fall break where uh, the coaches have to trust that their student athletes are practicing on their own at home and that might be a little bit harder in swimming where not everybody has a pool or a way to get in and do that over a Thanksgiving break um, you know where the basketball players can probably get some shots up at home and, and do some other things and and, and do other conditioning so um, you know but for swimming that we've had a couple of home meets we had a successful one head-to-head against Knox um, we, we had a, a pretty good meet uh, on the men's side where we finished second against uh, behind Grinnell and ahead of Illinois College and in Knox we went up against Lake Forest, which is a strong conference team as well, um, and, and out of conference against Augustana. So now uh, here this weekend, they get to go test themselves against multiple schools at Principia. Um, we we'll have a couple home meets in January. One's against Quincy. Another one is against Knox on Senior Day, and then they get to test themselves again at a Grinnell invite in January, and then get ready to go back to uh, to Grinnell for conference. Megan Jones had an exciting first year as women's basketball coach, uh, made it all the way to the finals of the conference tournament. This year, she has a very young team. 
Yeah, uh, a handful of freshmen. I think we had nine that made their Goody Gym debut in the win over MSOE uh, last Monday. Heading into conference play, having won their last four non-conference games, so chance to to build some confidence there. Uh, have some tremendous leaders. You, you look at the stat line every night from from Zoe Wall, and it's a double double. And and right there, and and she's playing a little bit of point forward as well. So uh, there was one game where she was just a couple assists shy of the second triple double in in the history of our women's basketball program. Uh, Lily Harlan and and Teray Warner have had some fantastic scoring nights. Jaden Mitchell is. Is uh, hit seven of nine uh, last of her last three pointers in, in the last three games. Now heading into conference, so she's shooting the ball well. So you've got that weird balance where you've got four seniors. Teray Warner's a fifth year uh, in, in that mix, and then you have uh, you know the the ten freshmen that are that are playing and that you're getting minutes from. Um, you know, and, and we have a freshman starting in, in Madison Heights. We have a couple other freshmen off the bench, and, and Ashley Jones and Audrey Law, who are giving very good minutes and, and getting some points on the board. Um, so I think that this team will just continue to grow and gel together as the season goes along. It'll be interesting to see what they do in, in conference play. You know, they were they were picked sixth, and um, you know, but they were picked down there last year too, and 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 got into the tournament. So um, you know, it'll be really interesting to see how they go as the season progresses and and where the conference is because it, it seems like and looking at some of the results, you know, Ripon is just as good uh, as they were last year and, and is playing some good basketball. And some of the other teams have had some mixed results in non-conference. Conference play, so it seems like um, you know a spot or two in the conference tournament might be there uh, up for the taking, and, and the team that's you know playing together and playing well through January and into February will, will be there for it. One of the things that's impressed me early on in this season with the women's basketball program—they have really good ball movement. You, you can really see the team that's emerging with this squad. Yeah, that's true, and in, in, in the ball, they seem to share the ball very well, um, and, and it keeps keeps moving. It doesn't get stuck in a spot. Um, the other thing too is they can play different styles. Last week we played a, a smaller team on Saturday against Dominican, and um, you know all of a sudden Zoe Walls down there in the paint where she's been playing, like I said earlier, point forward for some of these games. And now she's back to the basket and, and backing down her defender and getting layups. And uh, you know instead of shooting threes on Saturday, I don't, I don't think uh, Mitchell shot. Any um, and and Tere shot maybe one or two. They were slashing to the basket, driving in. They were getting fouled. Took uh, fourteen free throw attempts in the first half, made twelve of them. Um, and when you do that, you're going to be a very tough team to beat uh, when you're when you're making free throws like that. But they can get out there and shoot the three ball. Uh, but they can also drive to the basket and, and play with the back to the basket. And when you play against eight different conference teams, you're going to see multiple styles on on both the men's and women's side. So I think it's important. They're also it, it, at least from the games they put at home um, and, and the little bit that I was able to watch on, on video of, from their first road game, um, you know, they're, they're a very in-your-face defensive team. And, um, you know, when they're being successful, I, I think that's exactly how Coach Jones wants them to play, to cover the entire court, um, you know, move it fast, keep it going, uh, and, uh, and take the best shot available. Men's basketball team looks have a bounce-back season this year. It showed some very positive signs in the early part of the season. Yeah, you know they they've uh, they've they've played well in stretches. It's it's been uh, it's been a spot in some of their games where they've dug a big hole and had to come back. You know, had to, the slow starts and, and the big key to some of those deficits has been uh, you know Jordan Metcalf in foul trouble. You know, when when you look at the stats from last Saturday's game and and he played four minutes in the first half and didn't attempt a shot uh, and he's your leading scorer, leading rebounder. That makes it tough to win and and. 
team showed so much grit and and and, and effort and, and heart to come back from 18 down and get it uh, to where the ball was in the hands of of Metcalf actually uh, with a three ball to tie the game at the buzzer when you'd been down by 18 at half and and it, and it looked like you were out of it. So they came back well there. Uh, they played a great first. 10 minutes of the second half against Wartburg last week to go from three down to 14 up. And, and that just kind of shows their explosiveness, but they've got uh, multiple people that can put the ball in the basket. Kendall Brassfield, we saw last year and uh, Declan Flynn had a big night on, on Saturday, hitting some threes and get things going. And a couple of these new players that we have, David Williams, who's a transfer. He's got a pair of 20 point games. Um, you know, Jordan Hill is, is pretty fast with the basketball and, and can make things happen, breaking down the defender and getting to the basket and Kyle Taylor, a point guard from Moline, um, and, and who can shoot the three, but can also distribute and 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 get get to the basket as well. So you put all that together, and it shows for a more balanced squad, um, you know, than last year where it was it was all the kind of the same style the whole time. And, and again, just like with the women, they can play multiple styles. They can get out there and shoot with Williams and Taylor and Flynn, uh, you know, and a couple of the other guys, or they can get the ball inside to Metcalf and, and let him go to work with, with uh, you know, Sid who and, and, and uh, Turner Plummer, a freshman and, and those guys down there, uh, Brady Arrhenius, uh, who's six, eight uh, from, from New Mexico. And, and then they also can drive to the basket. That's, that's the game of Kendall Brasfield and, and Jordan Hill and David Williams as well so uh, multiple styles again you're going to need that in conference you're going to play the crazy style of Grinnell twice you're going to play some teams that slow it down and walk it up the floor and then you're going to play some teams that we saw last year with you know a, a lot of height and, and a lot of athleticism in, in Ripon and Cornell um, and in uh, in Lawrence as well so uh, you know you got to have those styles and I think night in and night out this is going to be a, a fun team to watch. Not too long, the fourth sport of the winter season, indoor track and field, will be getting underway. Yep, they will. Indoor track's been uh, been practicing straight through here, and, and when they come back from uh, from Christmas break, they uh, they get it going right away, and, and uh, they start with a home meet uh, on uh, Friday night, which is Friday the thirteenth. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing to have, uh, you know, for the that meet. We've got a swim meet and, and, and indoor track at the same time, and a basketball doubleheader the next day. So busy weekend uh, throughout the place here. But um, yeah, you know, indoor track will get things going, and, and um, you know, had a, a very strong season last year carry that into the outdoor season as well and and have a uh, a few was just sending the list off to the conference of the returners that finished in the all-conference uh or as conference champions there was a, a handful there on the men's side led by reed wilson who's made it to nationals a couple of times now um in in the pole vault um on the on the women's side lindsey turner was all conference last year Alyssa Vill- villarreal was a indoor long jump champion uh as well and and then uh, a few others on the the men's side caleb toberman and the throws and Luke Ditsworth and the sprints and those guys there. So um, two home meets for us. We'll, we'll be home again in, in February uh, with, with the meet here on a Saturday and then uh, kind of all over the place as far as uh, traveling to uh, to other meets. And, uh, you know, Coach Woodard ready to go and, and get his his crew going with uh, with his assistants, uh, Brady Hunt and Kenzie Baker and Danny Evers. So they'll uh, be ready to go. They've got a bunch of freshmen on campus. Uh, that, that I've had a chance to meet a few of them, seeing the others down there at practice and um the thing with track that, that's that's good for me is a lot of the uh a lot of the track throwers work for me in the uh in the fall and in the winter so i get to know get to know them pretty well and then uh then we 
turn over to the indoor season and I start rooting for them and lose them as workers. But it's, uh, uh, it's, it's fun to get to know them. And then we get the, we get the fall athletes back, uh, to come work for us. Now the volleyball, uh, players and soccer players are getting back into sports info and, and we start to lose the spring one. So it's a, it's a weird transition, but it's, it's, it's always a good part of the year too. It's also a good transition to the fact that whether it's a track and field meet, a swim meet, a basketball games, there are a whole lot of people who work behind the scenes to make these events possible. We talked about student workers or a lot of staff members at the college who also work these events. Give us some idea of the time that goes in behind the scenes to make Fighting Scots athletics roll during the winter seasons. Yeah, there's a, a lot of communication during the week back and forth. Uh, usually there is a, uh, a coach that's out of season uh, that is an administrator for a sport. So, um, like, I'll, I'll use basketball, for example, since we're in it right now. Uh, the, the two soccer coaches uh, run through uh, through that. So their job is to meet the bus when the other team gets here, also meet the officials. They get them to the locker rooms they need to be at. Uh, with the officials, a lot of times they, they, need, some, they need water. Um, you know, they get them all set up tell them like where they can go, where they can't go, uh, let them know where, where Bob Foster athletic trainer is, all those things. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, then we've got Heather Turnquist is in charge of the table staff for, for basketball. So she's bringing in the, uh, the person that's running the game clock, that's running the shot clock. Um, that, that is the official score down there and then PA and the stream and the live stats, uh, and social media, those kinds of things fall under, under me. Um, a lot of times we'll have a photographer here, whether it's Kent or, our main photographer we bring in, or it's a student photographer, or it's somebody from the communications office uh, that's taking pictures for not just basketball, but for multiple sports. And then, and then uh, we've got athletic training. So Bob Foster and and uh, and, and his crew um, are, are are there, or or we've got somebody else filling in if we've got multiple events going on at the same time. Uh, with all of that, they also work through Neil, our equipment manager, to get all that stuff set up. So there's a whole lot going on um, for basketball. We also have um, the floor sweepers and the, the the people to come in and take care of that. For soccer, we've got people that are. Uh, uh, ball, ball boys, ball girls, uh, depending on who it is. A lot of times it's uh, other student athletes that are volunteering. Um, sometimes it's it's uh, people from my staff that are helping out. We had people from a couple different classes that had to do it as a project this year uh, from Chris, one of Chris Goebel's classes, one of Jen Braun's classes. So um, able to kind of show the people that are going into sports communication or sports marketing the other jobs that happen because it's not just, um, you know, writing or announcing uh, or working the game. Sometimes you're running the scoreboard and sometimes you're, you know, chasing the ball at a soccer game or you're a lines person at a volleyball game, um, you know, and, and different things like that. You're chasing down the, the foul balls at softball and baseball, whatever it might be. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of, of different jobs at all the different events that we have. And there's a lot of communication between those of us in the office with Coach Haynes and Heather Turnquist, myself, Bob Foster, whatever coaches, uh, the administrator, and then obviously the coach whose game it is, um, you know, that is, that, is, that is playing in the event. You're listening to Mammoth Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking to the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics, Mammoth College Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. Before we get back to my conversation with Nathan, a reminder that the annual Christmas at Mammoth concert will be held at 7.30 in the evening on Saturday, December 3rd. That will be performed in the Cash Performance Hall of Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. The event is open to the public. It's free, but there's a suggested love donation of $5 at the door. 
The concert will include performances by the Chorale, the Chamber Choir, Concert Choir, the Wind Ensemble, and the Monmouth Civic Orchestra. The event should be the perfect way to get into the Christmas spirit, and it's always very popular in the community. Then on Monday, December 5th, the Monmouth Jazz Ensemble will give a concert. That will be at 7.30 in the evening. It will also be in Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. That's another concert you don't want to miss. Of course, to keep up with all the happenings at Monmouth College, just go to the calendar, and that's on the news and events page at monmouthcollege.edu news. Now let's get back to my conversation with Monmouth Sports Information Director Nathan Beliva. Nathan just previewed what promises to be an exciting season of winter sports activity at Monmouth. And while Nathan is always running pillar to post during the school year to stay on top of Fighting Scots Athletics, I asked him to pause for just a moment and look back on what was a very memorable fall sports season at Monmouth. Yeah, you know, fall sports season was uh, was kind of all over the map with uh, with results and, and with, um, you know, individual and, and team results as well. Um, you know, it, it starts... Uh, with, with football, you know that that's obviously uh, you know the the way things go in in the fall. Whether you're uh, you're a high school or you're a, fo- a college team, if you're co- you've got football, that's what everybody's talking about. And and we're just like that as well. Um, you know, it was a it was a fun season. It was a, it's a very successful season. Um, you know, started off with a little bit of uh, adversity. We were all excited to get that first night game in in uh, April Zorn history as far as a, a Monmouth game goes and. Uh, the weather had different ideas, so we had lightning and rain, and we started three hours late, and we finished after midnight, and it was, uh, you know, it was crazy. Um, you know, at the same time, it was, uh, you know, a pretty cool experience to, to go through all of that. Um, you know, we had a, a very successful run at home after that. You know, blowing out a couple of teams in Grinnell and Illinois College, and uh, then Beloit and uh, and. Uh, uh, Lawrence on homecoming, um, you know, getting all those wins, and then uh, you know had a had a loss at, at Lake Forest, but bounced right back and and uh, took out Ripon at home on on Senior Day, uh, forced that three way tie. Unfortunately, the tiebreaker didn't go our way, uh, but again, beat Knox for the twenty third year in a row. Um, you know, I, I know we we kind of. Had, uh, had had looked to that, and we're hoping to get a little bit of help from um, from Chicago in that game at Lake Forest to help us win the tiebreaker. But uh, still, tri champions, conference champions, uh, went to the Lakefront Bowl, won that in convincing fashion against Concordia. Uh, so a, a good way to end the season uh, for the football team and to get nine wins. They they got some individual accolades there as well. Corbin Personette was the defensive line MVP. Derek Brown, the offensive line MVP. We had uh, you know. 10 first team, 16 overall all-conference selections. Uh, hopefully we'll get some D3 football. Uh, All-region selections coming up in the next week, um, you know, for, for football. Um, you know, volleyball had an, had an up-and-down run, uh, you know, played – Played well, uh, you know, in the in the early part of the season, had a couple injuries, a couple of uh, of losses in conference, uh, um, a, a loss against Lake Forest here uh, on on homecoming weekend where where we had a two one lead and and lost three two. Really ended up being the difference between going to the conference tournament and, and not. Um, un- unfortunately, we ended up uh, you know sitting just outside of that 
that top four in, in fifth place, so didn't make it there. Um, you know, soccer, men's soccer got a couple of conference wins, had some really good things to build on, some solid senior years uh, for Jackson Coleman and Nico Esperon, who, who made uh, all-conference there, uh, mixed some freshmen in uh, to the mix, uh, freshman goalkeeper to finish the year, and Dennis Turdine and, uh, you know, a few others throughout the year playing in, in some big spots and some big minutes. And same on the women's side. They had a lot of a lot of freshmen in big spots. Avery Parks was our, our all-conference selection, a freshman uh, d- defensive player. Uh, had had a few others that, that mixed into spots, um, you know, and, and, and unfortunately both of those teams finished outside the top four and didn't make it to the to the conference tournament. But um, you know, had some some good things to build on for both of them. Cross country hosted the the conference championship here. Um, they had some some strong individual performances with uh, season highs and career highs in that meet and, and got to host at Gibson Woods and and show off our facilities and uh, and so that's always a good thing and women's tennis with a brand new coach this year and, and coach Dahlstrom uh, cross country also a new new coach as far as cross country goes coach Hunt had been here for track season last year but his first in cross country and coach Dahlstrom in tennis as, as well and had a freshman in Natalie Lubicki who played well um, in in Got a couple big wins in conference, and uh, we got a, win, a team win against Dubuque, so uh, nice to, to go off of that season as well. Um, and then golf playing down in the, in the Slyak, um, you know, had had their tournament finish uh, in October, and, and we didn't get a team score down there on the women's side, but had a, a, a couple uh, good individual performances through that. So, you know, overall, the fall season uh, ended with a, a football conference championship and a bowl win, which is fantastic. We had um, uh, so far – in in the through the fall we've had 10 players who were named academic all district through what is now college sports communicators the csc uh formerly known as cosida the sports information directors uh, organization but uh five from football one from volleyball uh and and two each from men and women's soccer to get through the fall season and hopefully we'll keep adding to that with uh with the winter season with swimming and in and with basketball and then on into spring season as well and uh just had some some fantastic individual performances nathan you don't have a whole lot of spare time but what little spare time you do have you've enjoyed i know immensely the past couple weeks the world cup it's been strange for the uh, beautiful game to be played in the winter time of course it's pretty warm over there in, in cutter where it's being played uh been pretty exciting world cup yeah, you know it's 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 very bizarre uh, to have it this time of the year. I'm I'm a big Premier League fan, so to to have the the English Premier League on pause in November December, where they're usually piling up the the fixtures. Right now should be the last week of Champions League group stage, and it and it should be gearing up for the uh you know for the holiday uh, run of, of games for uh, for the Premier League and, and all the other big leagues in Europe. Instead, they're they're all on pause. Where usually uh, that's us for the MLS players are kind of a, a little bit more tired and, 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 in the, and in their spot when they're heading over for the World Cup, but it, it's flipped this year. So, uh, yeah, it's been a little different, a little different to watch. The, the other thing that, that's kind of different for me is, I guess, with that switch as well, um, you know, usually a lot of these games that get played the last 
two or three World Cups. I've been on a bus somewhere in minor league baseball, uh, you know, or, or uh, I remember watching a couple of the games at the College World Series, um, you know, during during the World Cup, traveling there with my dad, or there were some where we'd be, we, we played Portugal in the 2014 Cup. We were on the bus, um, you know, and, and we went through a, a rough spot through Iowa, lost a little Wi-Fi, everybody's kind of freaking out while while we were playing that game and, um, you know, waiting for the results or, or watching games in the locker room and, and that thing. So a little bit different to, uh, you know, watch them in the office and throughout the uh, throughout the year and throughout the winter. But it's been fun. It's been some great games. Uh, fortunately, we were able to win and, and keep things going into the uh, the group stage now. And, and, you know, we'll see what happens taking on a couple of the big boys next because it'll be, it'll be Netherlands. And if we're through that game, I think it's probably France or Argentina, somewhere along that line. And you, you get into the final 16 and there's no easy game. And, and you know, it, it's going to be a big name and it's going to be a big player somewhere. Um, and, and that's been the case for us in the past as well. So, um, you know, hopefully a couple of the guys that, that came out today uh, aren't injured uh, and, and we'll be able to go on Saturday and give it the best chance we have. But it's just great to be back in the World Cup for us. Um, hopefully, uh, again, soccer sees a boom from this throughout uh, throughout the country and then build up for the next four years because then it's here and it's going to be awesome. And, um, you know, I know a bunch of, bunch of my buddies and I have already been talking about, hey, can we get to Kansas City for that weekend? Unfortunately, there's no games in Chicago and, uh, you know, Nashville. So Kansas City seems to be the, the, the one that makes the most sense from, from Central Illinois to go watch some games or at least experience the atmosphere. And um, I didn't get to do that. I was 16 when it was here in 94. I didn't get to do that. So um, I know a few of my friends went up to Soldier Field at the time and watched games there. I went to a Women's World Cup game in 99 uh, in, in Foxborough. That was fantastic uh, with you know Mia Hamm and uh, Julie Foudy and all them as they went on to win. So that was great and love to get the one uh, in 26. But now just keep building off of it. And it's a lot of fun to watch. I've, I haven't made it up for any of the uh, 4 a.m. games yet. The the 7 a.m. games are a big enough stretch for me to to wake up for, especially on the weekend uh, where we've got some other events going on. But I've you know been able to to watch as many of the games as possible, talking with our soccer coaches about it, talking a little bit of strategy stuff like that's always fun too. That's Nathan Believa. He's the voice of Fighting Scots Athletics as Monmouth College's Sports Information Director. Be sure to keep your internet browser dialed up to the college's athletics website. That address again is monmouthscots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And while you're there, be sure to sign up to receive Scott Scoop. That's a weekly e-newsletter about Monmouth College athletics that Nathan produces during the school year. It's a great publication and it's a way to learn about everything going on in the athletics department. And that's a wrap on this 13th episode of Monmouth College Conversations. Tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Until our next conversation, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.